0: The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's r i c h m o n t.edu. For Friday, April the first, twenty twenty-two, it's the brief from WABE. I'm Jim Burris. Today was the last day for Fulton County Elections Director Richard Barron, and the Fulton County Board of Registration and Elections is still hunting for his replacement just two months away from the May primary. Sam Greenglass reports.
1: The sole finalist for the job dropped out the day after he was announced. With no replacement on tap, an interim director, Nadine Williams, will take over for now. She's a longtime Fulton County elections staffer. At a recent special meeting, the board's vice chair, Kathleen Ruth, barely mentioned the setback.
2: Derek Bowens has since withdrawn his candidacy for consideration.
3: Therefore, the board will continue the search process.
1: Bowens told the AJC he declined the job for personal reasons. Fulton County's current director resigned last year, but stayed on until now. Richard Barron drew criticism over the 2020 primary when some voters waited hours in line. He was also hounded by some Republicans, buoyed by former President Trump's false claims about election integrity in Fulton County. The election department is currently under audit by the state election board. That investigation is expected to end by the May 24th primary. Sam Gringlass, WABE News.
0: A controversial bill that limits when a farmer in Georgia can be sued has now passed the state Senate. Molly Samuel reports a similar legislative effort failed last year.
3: Supporters of this bill call it the Right to Farm Act. They say it protects farmers from being sued by their neighbors if they object to smells or dust coming from farm operations. As Senator Kim Jackson, a Democrat from Stone Mountain, described during debate on the bill, there is an existing Georgia law that protects farms from nuisance lawsuits as long as the farms were there first.
4: So if I'm a city girl and I move out to the farm, uh, then I can't complain.
3: This new law does away with that and instead protects farms after two years, no matter who was there first.
4: This would say that if the farm moved to me, to my neighborhood, I still can't complain after they've been there for two
3: years. Environmental groups and some farmers have said they like the current law, and they worry this new one threatens private property rights and opens the door for industrial-scale chicken operations to grow in Georgia. Senator Larry Walker, a Republican from Perry who sponsored the bill in the state Senate, says the new law is needed to protect Georgia's biggest industry and to allow farms to increase and grow.
4: We recognize that we need to do something to make our, our law more clear, and to protect the future of farming. This ended
3: up being one of the more discussed bills the Senate took up on the second-to-last day of the legislative session. It will need another vote in the state house, which passed a different version earlier this session, before it can go to the governor to sign. Molly Samuel, WABE News. The Sons of Confederate Veterans are again scheduled to hold their annual event honoring
0: Confederate Memorial Day at Stone Mountain Park after having their permit denied last year. The group had its April 30th permit approved earlier this month. Activists have called the move tone-deaf for an organization that's trying to make the park more inclusive. Now, last year, the park association cited a clear and present danger to guests and employees based on recent clashes between protesters and counter-protesters. Stone Mountain Memorial Association CEO uh, Bill Stevens says COVID-19 was also a factor. The Georgia Senate has passed two House bills related to K-12 education, including one on how race is taught in schools. WABE's Martha Dalton has more details.
4: One bill would ban divisive concepts from being taught in schools. Those include teaching that one race is inherently superior to another and that the U.S. is fundamentally racist. Republican Senator Butch Miller presented the bill. We can teach
2: U.S. history, the good, the bad, the ugly without dividing children along racial lines.
4: Miller also decried critical race theory, which examines racial inequities in systems and government. CRT isn't taught in Georgia public schools and isn't mentioned in the bill. The legislation now goes back to the House, which could make changes. The Senate also said yes to a Parents' Bill of Rights. The measure guarantees parents access to instructional materials used by their child's school. Parents are already able to do that under current state law. That bill is headed to the governor's desk. Martha Dalton, WABE News.
0: As long as it works, a lot of us really don't think much about electricity beyond when we just pay the bill. You know, you plug something in, flip a switch, it turns on. But how that power is generated can have big consequences for our power bills and for the planet. As Emily Jones reports, right now, Georgia Power and state regulators are hashing out exactly where we'll get our electricity in the future.
2: There are lots of ways to make electricity. You can burn coal, gas, oil, or wood, harness the power of the sun, the wind, or running water, or use nuclear reactions. Georgia Power, the state's largest utility, uses all of them. Public Service Commissioner Bubba McDonald says that's smart.
3: We have a diversified generation system in Georgia that gives us a reliable, affordable, and clean energy down the road.
2: The Public Service Commission has the final say over Georgia Power's plans to generate electricity, just how much energy the utility will get from each of those sources for the next 20 years. It's called the Integrated Resource Plan, or IRP, and hearings start next week. The biggest changes Georgia Power wants to make are shutting down coal and adding solar. By 2030, the company wants to get nearly a third of its electricity from the sun, up from just 11 percent this year.
0: We are showing how we are growing uh, the, the level of renewable energy
2: in our state. Chris Womack is Georgia Power's president and CEO. And responding to the fast-changing needs of our customers while also
0: protecting the environment, and the communities we serve.
2: Renewable energy, like solar and wind, is key because burning coal, gas, or oil creates the greenhouse gases that cause climate change. Scientists say we have to quickly and sharply cut down on those energy sources to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. And despite the new solar, Brian Jacob of the Southern Alliance for Clean Energy says this plan isn't good enough.
0: The bad news is that Georgia Power has proposed as much fossil gas resource in this IRP as they did renewables.
2: While the proportion of renewables is going up, the company still plans to get a lot of its power from gas in 2030, just as it does now. Jacobs Group is one of several hoping to change that. Georgia Power's plan is essentially a first draft. Before the Public Service Commission approves it, they'll hear from environmental and clean energy organizations, a ratepayers group, companies that use a lot of energy, even a gas company. And for the first time this year, cities and counties that have made their own clean energy commitments are getting involved, too.
1: There's only so much that the government, the local governments, can do.
2: That's DeKalb County Commissioner Ted Terry. He says local governments like his do what they can.
1: Our own electric vehicle, solar installations on government property, on fire stations, on libraries, on uh, you know uh, wastewater treatment plant lands.
2: But Georgia Power is the only electricity provider in most of the state. If cities and counties can't buy enough renewable energy from the utility, they can't reach their goals. Terry is optimistic about the process because Georgia Power's parent company, Southern Company, has announced the same clean energy goal as DeKalb County, net zero emissions by 2050.
1: We all agree on the goal. Now we need to get to the plan.
2: The PSC has a lot of power to shape that plan. Much of Georgia Power's explosive increase in solar in recent years happened because the commission called for it. Several rounds of hearings are scheduled on Georgia Power's integrated resource plan over the next few months. The PSC's final decision is due at the end of July. Emily Jones, WABE
1: News.
0: Local housing activists plan to call for changes in state law to curb rising rents and home prices. They're organizing a march to the Capitol tomorrow at noon. Stephanie Stokes has more.
1: The advocacy group Housing Justice League wants the state to get rid of its ban on rent control. It prevents local governments from regulating what private landlords can charge. The rally is also expected to focus on investors buying a growing number of houses. The group says laws should limit corporations' influence in the housing market. Rents and home prices have both increased by around 20 percent from year to year. But it will be difficult for state lawmakers to realize any of these proposed policies. They aren't included in any bills making their way through the legislature now. And Monday is the last day of the General Assembly session. Stephanie Stokes, WABE News.
0: And that is it for The Brief. You can find more local news at WABE.org. Lily Oppenheimer produced the program. Alex Helmick is our managing editor. I'm Jim Burris, Amplifying Atlanta. This is 90.1 WABE. The world has changed from shifts in power to a mental health crisis. So, with all this social change, how do we balance the human desire for empathy, the business need for productivity, and the hope to make an impact in our community? This is a new podcast, The Social Impact Leader. I'm Jeff Schinnebarker. Join me as we explore people doing work a little different. Available every Wednesday at wabe.org forward slash
1: podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: W-A-B-E.
1: Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen at wabe.org or wherever you find your podcasts.